Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And today my guest in the studio is Stu Miller from Train to Proclaim. Now, you know, all of us at some stage in our lives have to deal with suffering. Many people have questions of God during these times. Why is this happening to me? How can a loving God allow this to happen? Today on the show, we're going to be chatting with Stu about a very sensitive topic. Now, we often have Stu talk about evangelism and apologetics, and we might start to unpack that a little bit more throughout the program. But all that theory has become very real. When a month ago, Stuart's son, Matt, was diagnosed with an inoperable, incurable, aggressive brain cancer. Today's conversation will be very personal and heartfelt as we look at the pain, but also the peace and hope that we have in a time like this. So we invite you to join the conversation. We are going to open up the phone lines in around about 15 minutes' time, uh, but it's, uh, it's good to have you in the studio uh, today, Stu. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, thanks. How are you? Very good. Now, I've been following on Facebook. You've been posting some updates with your son. Mm. Uh, he's 15 years old. 15 years old. Um, tell us a bit of the story. What's been happening? Yeah, well, five weeks ago, my wife and I were in Cairns um, celebrating our 30th year wedding anniversary, uh, which was a lovely time away together. Uh, first real time away from our kids. Um, they're all teenagers now, 13, 15, 17, 19. So we were like, we can go away and leave them to it. And so we did. So it was wonderful. We got back on the Saturday night on the 22nd of last month. And then the following night, Matt told uh, my wife, Maria, that um, he couldn't see out of the peripheral of, you know, the right peripheral of his uh, vision. Wow. And, uh, and he said he, he can't use his right hand. It's Something's wrong with his right hand and he can't wow. use it. And so Maria's like, Flip, we need to get you to the hospital and uh, ED and check you out. And he had a CT scan and they found swelling on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was about midnight that night. Um, five o'clock the next morning, he had an MRI, and it came back that he had um, cancer. Wow. So, man, your life can change in the space of 24, 48 hours. Mm. Uh, my goodness. And you had no idea at all before this? No, no idea No symptoms? At all. No idea, yeah. Well, we're looking back, you could see some symptoms. Yeah. You could sort of see, I'd asked Matt to do something, and he'd be like, what? What? You know, and he's sort of looking back now, I know it's because he was struggling to process things with his brain. Uh, mm. Um, but at the time, I was just thinking, oh, he's a teenager. You know, when you try to talk with him, he just grunts. Uh, mm. But uh, anyone who's got parents of teenagers know that that's quite normal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but now now we look back, we see some of the signs, but didn't see them at the time. Mm. Yeah. So. so you would have been going through all the big questions? No. No? No, this is the thing. I, I, it's, it's amazing because so many people, because we reached out to you know close friends and family initially mm. and then... After we knew the prognosis, we put it on Facebook because everyone started to ask because mm. got wind of it and said, what's happening, what's happening? Mm. So we put it on Facebook. But um, so many people have written and said, oh, you must be questioning or you must, you know, why is this happening to mm. you or it's not fair or mm. all these things. But it's never been a question that's gone through my mind even once. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is I understand why. Um, so I don't need to ask the question why. I mean, mm. people say, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Um, and I go, well, my question is, why wouldn't it happen to me? Mm. Am I somehow special that I'm exempt from the effects of the fall? Mm. Am I somehow better than everyone else that, that you know bad things don't happen to me but should happen to everyone else but mm. not me? Mm. Well, I'm living in a fallen world. We're living under the fall, under the curse. 
We're living in a broken world, and these things happen. Mm. Uh, diseases go around. Um, and you know what? The Bible says that the, the, the rain field falls on the fields of the wicked and the good alike. Mm. You know, we don't have, you know, Christians, you become a Christian, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be fine for you, and you're never going to experience any challenges or anything like that. So, you know, you've got to expect things to happen. Mm. But it's how you react to them, I think, that's the most important thing. And, and understanding why they're suffering uh, is a very important thing, getting your mind around it, you know. And, so. you know, I mean, I can relate in some sense mm-hmm. that my son has cerebral palsy. Yes, He's 17. Right. Uh, he was born uh, underweight and we had to go to the emergency, you know, and he had all the scans, all that stuff, you know, and we, and mm. we didn't find out till he was about 18 months that he had cerebral palsy. Right. And, you know, as a pastor – Mm. People say, "Oh, well, you should just pray and he'll be healed, and you should expect this." And you know, and I'm like, "Well, sure, we prayed for his healing. Yes, and if God heals him, hallelujah. Yep. Uh, if he lives like this for the rest of his life, hallelujah. Yep. Uh, w- whatever happens, may the Lord's name be praised. That's you right. know, That's um, right. we we need to learn to have uh, a biblical worldview when it comes to suffering, don't we? Absolutely. And and I think the fact that I've been teaching on worldviews and an evangelism for so long, mm. and I've answered these questions on the street so many times with mm. people, and, and I've got a good understanding of that, has really, really helped me. And so mm. if you're listening today and, and you haven't done apologetics, or I would encourage you to do it, if you don't understand the reasons why you believe what you believe, if you don't have a good understanding of what the Christian worldview is, Really put some effort in and, and do that because mm. when a crisis like this happens, mm. it's it's oh my goodness, there's hope, mm. there's hope. I, I just sort of feel for those who don't have any faith, and they just it's just devastation. Mm. And people say, oh, you must be devastated, and I reply back and go, no, mm. I'm not devastated. I'm full of hope. First of all, God can heal Matt, and we're praying that he would. Amen. And God does miracles, and I've seen them with my own eyes, mm. so I know that he can do that, and we're believing for that. But secondly. Regardless of what happens, we know that that Matt knows Jesus. Yeah, and and you know we're going to be in heaven together. Yeah, and in a million years from today, when Matt, you are sitting, you and I are sitting around having having a chat, <laughs> and we look back at this moment and we go, there was so much pain and so much mm. anguish in this time, mm. but. Did it matter whether Matt lived for for fifteen years, fifty years, or a mm. hundred years? Mm. In the light of eternity, it's not going to make much difference. Now, it makes a huge difference to us at the moment. Yeah. We want Matt with us. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we know the big picture. Mm. And when you see the big picture in the light of the Christian worldview, mm. what a difference that makes to us because we've got hope for all of eternity. Mm. Um, mm. And we've got hope in the now. Mm. Mm. You know, And you know what? God has been so close to us. We've sensed his love, sensed his peace, and are full of hope even though all the stuff's going on. Yeah. Mm. And can I just say, too, uh, when you go through a crisis like this, mm. Thank God for church. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know how people get through crisis like this without loving, godly, honoring people around you who yep. will cook meals, who will visit, who yep. will send nice messages, who will pray, you know. Mm. Um, thank God for the church family yep. uh, who are being the hands and feet of Jesus and supporting you guys in this time. Yep. How are you finding it with your, your, your church family? Unbelievable. Mm. I mean, we're just we're humbled and we're honored. By, yeah, you know our, our church. Um, we go to the Rock Christian Centre in mm. Palabar. They've been wonderful. People mm. have been making us meals. People come around and done housework. They've just mm. been incredible. But it's been incredible for Christians all around, you know, yeah. and what they've done. You know, people. So many people have contacted us, and even people we don't know. Mm. And I've said, if we can do anything, let us know. You mm. know, and the people people constantly say, what, what can we do to help? And mm. and I don't know how to reply because it's like, well. 
Pray. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pray yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, but what can we do practically? And, yeah, um, yep. I mean, we've, we've got some practical solutions now and we've actually – Looking at going to Mexico, I've just booked my tickets this morning, actually. Yep, yep. Um, and so a friend of mine um, put together a GoFundMe to help us get there. And so um, in, we've only been going for eight days now, Matt, and we've reached $50,000 that people have raised to help support the trip. It's incredibly expensive. It's going to cost about $85,000 for, for two trips, you know, wow. um, follow-up trip as well. Mm. But um, it's not cheap, but um, they've got some alternative treatments that you can't get here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Basically, the oncologists here in Australia have said, we can't help you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing we can do. Um, There's no treatment available at all that we know of in the world. And whereas in, you know, there's there's other places in the world that are actually doing some things that are still experimental but are very, very promising. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to give Matt the best possible chance that we can, you know. So So if people want to support and find that GoFundMe page, how do they find it? Well, if they go to GoFundMe Mm -hmm. and then um, type in Matt Miller, Mm -hmm. M-A-T-T, and then Miller's Mm M-I-L-L-A-R, they can can find that on on there, yeah. Mm. So that would be really appreciated if anyone could help. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're uh, as you know, I'm an evangelist. We live mm-hmm. on faith. I don't mm-hmm. have a wage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, any support that's given is, is really appreciated. Well, mate, you know, I just wanted to um, reiterate, you know, you know, us here at Vision, you know, we're family. Mm. You and I are connected through our churches as well. I'm good friends with your pastor, Sean. Yes. And, uh, I'm, and we're also part of a Brisbane pastor's prayer group. That's right. And uh, we prayed for you together. All, all the pastors, there's about 20 of us together. We prayed for you together. And just wanted to let you know, we're standing with you. Thank you. Um, we want to support you any way we can. And obviously, if people can go to that GoFundMe page, search up Matt Miller, uh, you know, 15 years old, um, such a young life. Um, and I've got friends that have been to Mexico and uh, yes. had, had this treatment before too. And yes. so let's pray that the Lord will use that. Yeah. Um, when are you planning to go? Uh, 26 of October. Okay. Yeah. So have got a bit of time so, still. Yep. 20 days of treatment. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Now, let's uh, focus a bit more on you know, the, the biblical worldview. I mean, sure. I, I know you, you sent me a message this morning saying, let's talk about you know, how to unpack this as an evangelist, as someone who's into apologetics, you know. And, you know, this is something that atheists say. Yes. Because of that bad thing that's happening, there is no God. Yes. Or, or there is a God and he's mean. Yeah. Um, what do you say when people say things like that to you? Yeah, it's called the, 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 the atheist slam dunk. This mm. is their, their biggest argument against Christianity mm. is um, they say, well, if, if God is a God of love and he's all-powerful, then there cannot be suffering in the world. Mm. That's their argument. And then they, they break it down like a, a mathematical equation. They say, well, if God is a God of love, he is going to want to do something about suffering. He doesn't want you to suffer because he loves you. Mm. So he's either all loving, but he's not powerful enough to do anything. Or he's powerful and he can change it and he can alleviate suffering, but he's a real loser. Mm. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. Mm. And he's got the power to do it but he doesn't do anything. He just sits there and watches mm. and possibly laughs. Mm. You know? But he can't be a God of love and power, powerful and and not you know love you and not do anything about it when he's got the power to do it. That's a cruel God. If, you know, that's not a loving God. So that's their, that's their argument, which, of course, is completely wrong. Uh, a whole lot of premises in there that have, that have got some major problems. <laughs> so, so how do you answer that? Well, uh, it's a tricky one. That's why it's called the atheist slam dunk. <laughs> the, the Christian slam dunk is a cosmological argument, you know, that says that 
everything can't come out of nothing by nobody, mm. you know, because that's like ridiculous. That's magic, you know, mm. like if, for, for atheists who often say they believe in science, you, you're believing in fairy tales, mm. you believe that. So, you know, both of us have got our arguments. But I would say on the suffering front is, is two things. One, one is we need to understand what the Bible says about suffering. And I would say without suffering, there is no Christianity. There literally isn't Christianity. Like we, Suffering fits into the Christian worldview. Mm. Now, how does it fit with a loving and powerful God? Well, this loving and powerful God created the entire universe. Mm. And out of love, he made us free moral agents. Mm. He gave us the right to choose whether to follow him or not. And he made this incredible universe, and it was all perfect. But we chose to go our own way. We chose to break God's laws, and there's consequences for choices. Now, we're not robots. He hasn't got us on like on strings like a puppet, forcing us to, to love him. That's not friendship. I, you know, you and I are friends, but I can't force you to be my friend. I can't say, Matt, you have to. You know, it, friendship has to be given. It has to be voluntary. It has to be, you know, with free will. And likewise, if we want to be friends with God, we've got to do the same. And I choose it's, to be your friend because you're a nice guy. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, but so because God's given us free will, there is always that possibility that we'll choose the wrong path, and mm. we have. Mm. And we know in the book of Genesis that, that we chose the wrong path, and we, there's consequences for our actions. Death came into the world. Sickness and disease came into the world. Um, you know, weeds came into the gardens, mm. you know, all mm. these things. The world is broken. We now have earthquakes and hurricanes and tsunamis and things. We know the world is broken, creation's broken, and we know we are broken. But Praise God that he did something about this. He, he, he didn't leave us in this, this situation. Mm. And he made a way possible for us to be reconnected with him mm. through Jesus coming and dying on the cross for us. He paid the punishment for our sin, mm. for the things that we've done wrong. He made that way possible that we could be forgiven and in relationship with God. And because of that, when we do die, we can have that same chance as right back in the beginning to live forever with God mm. in relationship with him, walking with him. Uh, in paradise mm. now his original plan is going to be fulfilled but in the meantime we've broken it <laughs> we've gone our own way and he's got a fixed solution and that is jesus christ and this is the great hope of, of that we have as believers mm. so i think it's great that god hasn't forced us into friendship only those who choose to follow jesus and want to be with god mm. will be in heaven Mm. He's not going to force anyone there who doesn't want to be there. Mm. And uh, it's an amazing thing. And this is a loving thing. Now, people go, yeah, but if God's a God of love, why doesn't he get rid of the suffering? It's because he's a God of love that he gives us the choice. Mm. And you know what? And as a Christian, I I know the presence of God during that suffering. Mm. And uh, it's interesting. I just finished reading the book of Job, actually, just before I, uh, um, this all happened. Wow. You know? and, and, the, and Job, you know, of course, had a much worse situation than mine. Mm. Uh, he lost everything. And he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. That's right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I just think, you know, from a Christian worldview, people think, oh, I've got the right. Why would God do this? You know, we've got the right to live for 80 years. Well, no, you don't. Mm. Every day that we have is a blessing from God. Mm. It mm. is. And we don't have the right to live to 80. If God wants to take me earlier, I've got no complaints because mm. God didn't need to give me one day of life, and yet That's he's right. given me all these years. That's right. You know? And so likewise with my son, every day is a blessing from him. Mm. You know? Mm. And so we just count our blessings and then live with an attitude of gratitude, and, man, it makes a big difference mm. knowing Jesus and, and having a worldview mm. that's based on the Bible. Absolutely. Well, we're chatting with my good friend Stu Miller from Train to Proclaim, and we're going to open the phone lines now. If you want to call and join the conversation, 
you can call on 1-800-316-316. We're talking about how you know we go through suffering, uh, but we've got to have a Christian worldview. And you know we've got to make sense of what God is, uh, what, what's happening in our lives because of God's word. We've got to look to God's word. Look at the book of Job. Look at, uh, you know, and, and you know, I was just thinking, you know, God knows what it's like to have a son that's suffering. That's right. He, he can relate right. to us. Absolutely. It's amazing uh, yeah. when you think of it from that perspective. Uh, hi, Graham. Thanks for your call. What, what would you like to chat about? Well, um, suffering come into the world through Satan or through Satan's hate of God and mankind. You know, we had uh, our father and mother, Adam and Eve, they did sin. And that sin opened the box, the Pandora box, to diseases and suffering, which brought death. That's why that we have suffering on this earth today. Christ come to relieve us and give us a hope and salvation to life. Great love for us if we acknowledge him and their hope and there will be life beyond this Hey, Graham, there's just a bit of interference on your phone there, mate. Are you, are you on loudspeaker? Or? Oh, I'll take it off. There you go, mate. That sounds a bit better. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Okay. Well, look, uh, suffering is uh, suffering is, is what our father and mother, Adam and Eve, brought upon mankind, and that's the way it is. And if we believe in God, he has an adversary, which is Satan, who hates us and wants to destroy us. Christ died for us that we might have a hope in everlasting life if we'll believe and accept it. So mm. that's why we have suffering. Mm. Stu, any thoughts or comments? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, that's exactly the case. And, um, you know, that hope that we have in Christ is so important. Because of Jesus dying on the cross, each one of us um, can make sense of this world um, and not only make sense of this world, but um, know that for all of eternity, if we repent and believe, if we turn and surrender our lives to Christ, we know that we have eternal life uh, and forgiveness. And that is what a great hope that is for every believer. Graham, any more thoughts or comments? Well, it is when you're suffering, and that it is very difficult. And uh, we pray to God that He might. He uh, would intervene and give us a miracle. We we pray, uh, you know, our hearts out for, for our needy and uh, ourselves. And so I just say, pray hard, ask God to intervene, and we ask God, uh, you know, in Jesus' name, that He will give us a miracle, give you a miracle, and uh, ask all this, Father, in Jesus' name. So this is what we hope for. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we're, we're praying for a miracle too, for Matt. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're listening today and you're a prayer, we appreciate your prayers for him. Thank you so much for your call, Graham. Thank you. I'd like to call through and join the conversation. Phone lines are open 1 800 316 316. Our guest in the studio is Stu Miller from Train to Proclaim. And we're talking about suffering in a fallen world. How do we have a biblical worldview even in the midst of suffering? Mm. And Stu, uh, you've, Graham raised an interesting comment there. That you know the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And mate, you and I have been in Christian churches for a long time, and mm. we often hear people say, "It's the devil. It's always the devil. It's always the devil. Blame the devil. Blame the devil." Mm. Now we know definitely it is the devil. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it's not actually the devil. Yep. 
<laughs> Do you want to just unpack that for us? Because it's, yes. it is a, a tricky theological discussion, isn't it? Well, it is, and different people have got different views on mm. this, of course. Mm. But um, I find it quite amusing that uh, you know when things are circumstances are used as a determination of whether the devil or God's working. Yeah, uh, you know things are going really bad, and someone goes, "Clearly, I'm on the front line fighting for the Lord." You know, I'm getting <laughs> the devil's attacking me. Look at all these things going wrong in my life. You know, yeah. uh, I must be doing something right for God, and I'm yeah. going to press in. You know, that's their their attitude. And then then you go, uh, you know, everything's going really well for someone, and then they go, well. Wow, everything's just going so well. The favor of God is upon me. Yeah, the blessing yeah. of God is upon me. You know, I'm clearly in God's will. <laughs> and I've seen it the opposite happen. You yeah, know, so, yeah. so, 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 everything goes bad, and someone says, Oh, do you need to repent of anything, brother? You know, yeah, have you got yeah. sin in your life? You know, because clearly the blessing of God's not upon you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when everything's going well, you know, sometimes people would say, Clearly, you're not on the front line, are you? You're not being attacked by the devil. He's leaving you alone because you, you know, you, you've got to press in and, and you know, do something for God. You know, mm, mm. but you know what? It, it's circumstances don't determine whether the devil's attacking you or God's, you know, doing something. Mm. Sometimes circumstances are just circumstances. Mm, they mm. happen. You have a car accident. Well, is it the devil? That did, no, it was probably another driver who <laughs> drove into you, you know, or, or a silly mistake that you made. You know, yeah, yeah. you can't blame the devil. You can't blame God. Sometimes circumstances are just what they are. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's again, it's how you react to it yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah, and you know, I, I've often shared at my church that we need to be careful who we give airtime to. Yes, <laughs> right. So here at Vision Radio, we're giving you airtime today because yes. you're awesome, and we want we want to hear you. You know, but. We, we wouldn't give airtime to someone who wants to, you know, talk rubbish, basically, you know. Sure. Um, and I think when it comes to the devil, mm. sometimes we give the enemy <laughs> way too much airtime. Yes. We, we yes. give him too much glory. And yes. we say, oh, it's, you know, because sometimes, yep. like you said, it's not the devil. Now, we've just had a message come through. Someone just called and asked for the GoFundMe details again for your sure. son. Sure. Uh, so do you want to just uh, mention that, if you could, please? Yeah, if you go to GoFundMe and then do a search there for Matt Miller, M A T T. And Miller is M I L L A R. The the whole address is GoFundMe forward slash F forward slash Matt Miller. Okay, uh, but you can do it by searching as well. Okay, fantastic. So, All right, well, yeah. well, we'll make sure we take a note of that. And if anybody else calls through, we'll, we'll pass that on as well. And um, we're about to go to the news, but we would love to hear your calls today. Maybe you've got a question about suffering, a question about how to have a biblical worldview in the midst of suffering. Uh, and just before we go to the news, Stu, is there a Bible verse that you could quote? Uh, I know you quoted the one from Job before, but mm-hmm. is there any other scriptures? Some, you know, my, my uh, theological brain's buzzing over here. Is there any other yes. scriptures you can think of on that topic that are good ones to quote? Oh, oh there's many, many on yeah, suffering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the one from Job you quoted is the is the best one. What, yeah. what was that again? Uh, so the, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. That's Blessed right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's right. And that's... Reminds me of that song, you know, he gives and takes away. Yes. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord from Matt That's right. Redman. That's the one I was trying to think of. And we've got Helen uh, joining us now from Tasmania. How are you, Helen? Oh, good, thank you. Have you got thank a question? No, my... no, no, it's not a question. It's just um, what happened to my husband at the age of 32. Yeah. Ten years after he came back from Vietnam, he had a very serious brain hemorrhage, which has left him with half a body and all sorts of complications. But he never said, why me? Matt, mm. and as all the illness, all the serious illnesses, as son with a disability, it goes on and on, but never take your eyes off Jesus. Mm. And David is a real role model. 
He is incredible. And I think we both have been to show other people not to look at your circumstances, David's pointing up now, but your faith. Mm. You know, people say, will say, especially to David, oh, you know, why have you got this attitude? Why, you know, why not me? And he says, well, I'm here to help others. Yeah. Mm. So that's my testimony, Matt, and also my prayers, because I have a disabled boy too, Stu, and all of that. So I have never, we never take our eyes off Jesus, no Mm. matter what. Always have that faith, that faith in action. And, you know, no matter whether it's good or bad circumstances, we have to trust him. Mm. That's it. Stu, any thoughts or comments? Oh, absolutely. That That's amazing. And um, I think, again, you, you've got a Christian worldview, you've got your eyes on Jesus, and that brings an right. understanding and it gives you a peace, mm. it gives you a hope for the future. It gives, mm. You know God's love walking with you through mm. this journey. And what a wonderful place that is to be in and a wonderful place to be able mm. to help others going through suffering as Correct. well. And so, mm. you know, oh, I just I, I feel for those who don't know Jesus going through situations mm. like that because mm. there's no hope. It's, it's just no, if, if no. there is no God and this is all it is, what is there? Correct. You know? Correct. So, and our thoughts and prayers are with you. Sorry to interrupt you there, okay. um, Stu. All thank, right. Thank mm. you so much. Very Appreciate much so. it. But we yeah. believe in miracles because yes. David was on life support and everything. That's a mm. massive brain hemorrhage that he had. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, at a very young age, you know. Yes. But, you know, it's it's always his story is, you know, to other veterans, why not me? And he tries to bring people through to Jesus through it. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. And, that's and he our... didn't suffer on the cross like Jesus. That's you right. You know, that's his story. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and that's our goal, you know. Oh. We've been told to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and so he, he is he's doing that. He's having using this opportunity to be able to share Jesus with others, and uh, what an impact he can make with his life, and and we can all make with our lives if we if we share the wonderful gospel of Jesus. That's what Jesus did. He helped everyone else. He helped mm. others. Mm. Yes. Always take your eyes off you. You know, no matter how hard it may be. I mean, I've suffered very very serious illness and many many mm. things from a young age. Mm. But we still are keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. That's right. Mm. Good on you. Thanks so much for your call, Helen. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you. you. God bless you. Love to everyone down there in in Tassie. If you'd like to call the conversation, uh, call and join the conversation, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. And we've got uh, Becky from Queensland. How are you, Becky? Hi. Good, thanks. How are you going? Good. Have you got a question or a comment? Yeah, I just was interested in um, how you would explain suffering to a ten-year-old, a nine-year-old boy. My son has always asking me, like, why didn't, why did God let that happen to me? He knows the future. He could have stopped it. Um, yeah, it, I explain it to him, but I just—it's hard to explain for a nine-year-old, you know. Yeah. Uh, Becky, unless God, um, you know, is instrumental in um, making every single thing happen, you know, he can't, well, God can do anything, obviously, but he's chosen to give us freedom of choice. He's chosen for us to walk a path where things are going to happen that aren't good. And so I know it's hard for a nine-year-old to understand that. I'd take him to the book of Genesis and look at Mm. the fall and how this world is broken um, and how these things have come into the world, and so he can understand the whole thing of freedom of choice. But um, 
also talk to them about the future. I would I would spend a lot of time saying, you know what, one day there's not going to be these things happen. One day there's not going to be any more crying mm. or pain or suffering or disease. Jesus has got us. But there's a period that we're going through at the moment. And um, even death, you know, that's probably the biggest one that people suffer with and struggle with when a loved one dies. And mm. but death is a gift from God. I know it sounds strange, but if we were to live on this earth forever and there's no death and there's all the pain and suffering that's involved, that, I mean, imagine it, it would be torture. But God has got an out mm. for us in this world and he's got a wonderful life for us beyond the grave, eternal life. With uh, you know, with him forever, and death mm. is the gateway to that life. And so, death is a beautiful thing for a lot of people. They they are devastated when someone dies, but for a Christian, we know where they're going, and there's such a hope. Mm. So, I'd bring them to that hope of eternity, give them an eternal perspective, also take them to the book of Genesis, um, and hopefully that will help them understand a bit more. Yeah, that's good. Like I had it both. I did mention that last time he brought yep. it up about, you know, like once you get to heaven, there's no more suffering or anything. Mm. Um, but I definitely could focus on that more when I talk to him about it. So mm. thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. And I've, my pastor also recommended reading to him um, some of Romans, beginning of Romans. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at that. We've done part of it. But yeah, we'll do the other part he said. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the chapter he mentioned, but I wrote it down. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's great. And, and and it is difficult speaking to a nine-year-old, I know. And often with children, yeah. you have to say things again and again. You sort of, you can't explain it once yeah. and then they, they won't ask true. another question about it. It might take you 10 times before it sort of gets into them, but it's a very important thing to discuss. And it's great that he's asking questions. I think it's excellent. Yeah, he's, he's very smart and very, thinks through stuff a lot, you know, yeah. yeah. The great thing about right. truth is it stands up to scrutiny yeah. and we should be able to ask questions. And the Christian faith you can ask anything about because there is answers, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So uh, good on you. Hey, Becky, I'll just jump in there too. You know, I've got kids that have asked me lots of questions like that over the years and you know, a couple of little analogies I've thought of. You know, I often like to say to people, God isn't a genie in a bottle. You can't just rub the lamp and expect God to give, grant us three wishes. You know, God, you know, isn't doesn't automatically uh, say yes to every prayer we pray. You know, sometimes He says no, sometimes He says wait. You know, mm. um, and then yeah. secondly is that God is a Father, mm. and you think about it like us. If our children are unwell, um, we'll do everything we can to comfort them, to help them get through their sickness, to be with them. You know, and. And I like to always come back to that point that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's with yeah. us no matter what we go through. And um, yeah. yeah, so that's just a couple of little analogies I thought of to share as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's really um, helpful too. Yeah. All right, Becky. Thanks for your call. God bless. Okay. Take care and be praying for your um, son, Stu. Thank you, Becky. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Blessings. Bye. Bye-bye. And phone lines are open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Uh, we've got Sally from Alice Springs. How are you, Sally? Hi, very well, thank you, Matt. And how are you? Very good. Have you got a question or a comment for Stu? Yeah, I do. It's a whole um, issue about suffering and wondering about the actual acknowledgement of the suffering instead of going straight into the positive, which in a way, I don't sound really bad, but I can't stand really because it's like, well, you should be able to say, I'm such and such a way. A bit like, you know, doesn't um, so David write, oh, why so downcast? Mm. 
and acknowledging it. And I, I love the story in a way of being Pollyanna and I don't play the glad game and, and not having the opportunity to express where you are in your struggling, in your grief when, you know, and acknowledging what you really like. I mean, like in, if I can say in Pollyanna that she actually wanted a doll or a dress, you know, definitely not her pair of trousers and a dad, which oh, blah, 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 if you know what I mean. And it's like, she, she hasn't been in that position to acknowledge where she's at and down the track then you know you're sick and and people no matter what they try to do couldn't really get out of it and I think it's that not having that chance to grieve in the first place and acknowledge and being able to take that time and going yeah I am sick and then relinquishing it and then putting your hope because it's kind of where I'm at the moment is acknowledging where I'm at this is what's happening and then being able to therefore hand it over to God and and seek the faith and the trust in, in doing that in regards to your suffering mm. and the struggle of it. Yeah. Stu, so any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think also there's an intellectual and an emotional aspect, and I think we can understand in our minds, and this is the thing, I'm a very intellectual, you know, sort of um, logical thinker, I should say, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I understand the Christian worldview. I understand you know, the fall, I understand what's happening. There's no questions in my mind. But to walk the journey is a very painful thing. Yeah. And there's been but a lot of tears. At the start of your journey that you are sick yeah. or you have got such and such, instead of quickly brushing it off, to be well, able just to stick with it and to go, okay, this is where I'm at in my journey. I know that I need to have that trust and faith and not being able to just, you know, brush it off and God will heal or... If you know what I mean, it's just being able to sit with that and being okay. Yeah, well, I've probably got there's two competing thoughts that's coming into my mind with that. One is that um, definitely you need to feel the feelings, you need to grieve, you need to cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. Uh, it's part of the journey. But at the same token, um, I don't necessarily, you know, when you say accept it. For for example, with Matt, you know, the oncologist saying. He's going to die in, in six months, possibly 12 with radiation. We don't accept that. We say Matt is not going to die. He's going to live. We're praying for him. We're Amen. praying for a miracle. And surely God will do a miracle. And so we're not accepting it. We're going to do everything we can physically and spiritually to make sure that Matt lives. Yeah. Now, it's, in, in saying that, though, when you th- look at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that I, that's my go-to story that I go back to because they were pulled up before the king and they would not bow down. And the king said, we're gonna, I'm going to throw you into the furnace. And they said, surely, surely my God will save me. Yeah. But even if he doesn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I still will not bow down. And so for me, I am believing for a miracle. But whether that miracle happens instantly over a period of time, whether he uses you know some conventional or alternative methods you know to do that, or whether it's on the other side of eternity, even if it's on the other side of eternity, Matt's still going to be healed. Amen. And even if it doesn't happen as I would like it to happen now, I'm still trusting Jesus and keeping my eyes on him mm. and know the big picture. So yes, I think we need to feel the journey. Um, I think there's we've got to be careful about acknowledging something because. Uh, quick, yeah. I don't want to be talking for too long on this, but a friend of mine uh, um, from my church was told that he was going to die seven years ago from cancer. He's been told five times that he wouldn't make it to the end of the year, and he's still going. Wow! And he says that a lot, all the people in his support cancer group have all died. 
because, and he said, it's incredible how often the doctor says, and you've got three months, and almost to the day they die in three months. You've got, you know, six months, and almost to the day they die in six months because they believe the doctor. They take on those words, and words are very powerful. God created the universe with mm. words, you know. Um, you know, James tells us how powerful words are. So I'm not going to speak negative words. I'm going to be speaking life and mm-hmm. believing for life with Matthew. Um, and so we're not. I don't know that accepting it is necessarily a good thing. Mm. Um, we believe for the best, but we trust God. God's sovereign. And we believe in his sovereignty and we trust him in the big picture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for now, we're fighting for him. Mm. So I don't know whether that helps or not. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I've got mixed feelings. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we're coming from. Well, Sally, thank you so much for your call. We've got a whole bunch of other calls coming through. Uh, if you want to call, um, we've uh, got a couple of lines ready here. Let me just see who we go to this one here. We've got uh, Carol from New South Wales. Hey, hey Carol. Hi, Matt. God bless you, darling. Lovely to hear your voice. And hi, Stu. Yes, um, yeah, I've I've had a lot of suffering and the Lord's healed me from bowel cancer, breast cancer, and had to have a knee reconstruction. And Jesus did a miracle in a twinkling of an eye after six months. So, But uh, also there's a wonderful scripture you must be aware of, which is only two verses. Uh, May I quote that from Isaiah? Sure. Yes, Isaiah 57, Hmm. the righteous man perishes and no one lays it to heart and merciful and devout men are taken away with no one considering that the uncompromisingly upright and godly person is taken away from the calamity and evil to come, even though, even through wickedness. He in death enters into peace. They rest in their beds, each one who walks straight and in his uprightness. Amen. Amen. Beautiful verse, hey, Stu? Absolutely, and it gives us a great hope, doesn't it? And uh, that's the hope that we have through Christ. Yes, so um, great, great show and uh, good statements there, Stu, to the previous lady. Amen to all of that. We fight on and we fight. Yes. However, God's sovereign, we leave him to handle his business, yes. our business to walk by the faith of the Son of God in our hearts. He yes. doesn't let us believe in our own faith because we have faith to believe as small as the mustard seed, mm. but it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Yes. And the life which now I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Amen. So we don't have to carry it. He's carrying it. Isn't yes. that marvelous? It's marvelous, all right. Wonderful. Good on you, Carol. Thanks all for right. your call. God bless. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we've got Diane from New South Wales. Hi, Diane. Oh, hi. <laughs> you got a question um, or a comment for Stu? Yeah, I just want to have a bit of a testimony. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I've had quite an, uh, a dysfunctional uh, childhood and adulthood, um, every abuse that you can think of, and I was quite a broken girl. Um, I was a single mother for about 35 years from end to end because I have 18 years between my eldest and youngest. And the long and short of it is I, I got saved in 1988 and... Uh, I, the, the thing that drew me to to that point was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When I saw that hope and the future, it bounced out and it really resonated with me because I had lost all hope. I have always, always wanted to be happily married. And I just said to the Lord, I tracked all the wrong types. I'm too nice to say no. Um, I get entangled. So, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. So I asked Father God to find me someone. And uh, eight years later, I was blessed with my beloved Bobby, beautiful man. And uh, I led him to the Lord and we were married in 2009. Excuse me, I've got a croaky throat. And um, we had the most blessed marriage we were together all up eight years, 24-7, and uh, he was 68, I was 56 when we married, so it was the autumn of our lives. And uh, he had recurrent trouble with his heart and lungs where he had to have the fluids extracted. Uh, in June of 2017, I thought, oh, well, we'll just, just take him to the hospital. Here we go again. But within 20 hours, my beloved died in front of my eyes, and it was a huge shock to me. Um, I'd waited so long for this precious man, and uh, but my face held me, and the Lord mm. held me in his arms. And after that, I'd lost about 13 family and friends, including my father, my uncles, brother-in-laws, cousins. I just was in a whirlpool of pain and sorrow. And so um, I came up to be closer to my children up here in uh, Tomican, and uh, everything's been absolutely wonderful. But uh, just recently... And my second son uh, had a massive heart attack at the age of 48 and has been in an um, induced coma. He um, flatlined seven times in the ambulance. Mm. He went without oxygen for 40 minutes oh. and uh, they broke his ribs and everything to bring him through. But um, I got everyone I knew and every church and chain that I could think of and overseas to start intercessing and praying for a miracle. And, uh, you know, they just said he's not going to come through this. But I don't listen to man. I listen to God. And he's come out of his coma. Wow. Um, he actually was walked to the bathroom the other day. He wow. is very confused. Yes. Very confused. Um, he doesn't know what year it is and that. But um, I'm believing for an absolute, you know, huge miracle for yeah. him because he has... He left home a wonderful Christian boy as a teenager and um, he got immersed in the drug and alcohol Mm. and everything else that is so not of God. And I believe that uh, it's brought him to his knees Mm. and uh, I'm praying for that lovely, beautiful young man that left my home to be restored to our Mm. family. Amen. And uh, yes, so it's been very, very hard. I got to be by his side and to tell him how much I loved him and forgave him. And uh, I spoke to him as I did when he was a little boy and a tear appeared in the corner of his eye and it was, they do hear you. Yeah. And mm. um, and then last week, might not seem much to others, but dog lovers will understand. <clears throat> my little dog died in my arms as well last week after 15 years and she was very precious to me. She was the little dog that my husband and I shared and uh, and my other little ones grieving. So mm. in the middle of it all, I refuse to allow anything or any situation to take my joy. Mm. Good on I you. I keep raising the Lord. I've got many people going, how, how can you still believe? And they blame God. And I say, I look at it a different way. Mm. I look at it that I was so blessed to have that lovely man in my life and yeah. to, have, to truly know what it was loved like to be loved by a, a good man. And I'm still madly in love with my darling, and I know I'll see him again. So that mm. gives me strength. Beautiful. Now, Diane, I'll Diane, our time's up. Stu's actually sorry. got to head off soon, but our time is up. But thank you for sharing your story today of what you've been through and holding on to God in the midst of it. 
Um, really appreciate yeah. you sharing that with us. Mm. Thank you very much. Amazing, Diane. Mm. Yeah. God bless. You Thanks, too. Diane. Sorry we didn't have more time to chat, but you know what, uh, Stu, it just br- brings it all home, doesn't it? No matter what mm. goes on, yes, we stand on the promise of God. That's right. Uh, we stand uh, that God is a good God, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the hope of eternity in the middle mm. of all this, don't we? Yep. Mm. I've been singing a song, The Goodness of God, almost every day since oh. uh, the diagnosis. And oh. um, when I first started, I, I, I actually was crying, and I couldn't even sing it. Yeah. I just picked it out on my guitar. But yep. you know what? Um God hasn't changed. He's yeah. still good. Amen. And our circumstances and our feelings don't change that. He's always good. Amen. And um, so, yeah, so really encouraging to hear Diane there amidst of incredible tragedy and and uh, and pain, but trusting God mm. in the whole thing and, and seeing the eternal perspective. Mm. You know, she'll be with her darling again. And, uh, Amen. And that gives us so much hope. So good. Now, the gospel changes people's lives, Matt. And I know mm-hmm. we've got to finish, but I just mm-hmm. want to point out to anyone listening, um, like I always do at the end of every show, is that if you're thinking, well, how do I connect and, and communicate this wonderful gospel message with others, you know, so that they too can have a Christian worldview. They Amen. Can, you know, um, I'd recommend getting the G7 app on your phone um, you, or your tablet. Uh, you can go to the App Store, whether the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Type in G7, G for Gospel, and the number seven. It's a wonderful app to help you communicate the gospel. And uh, yeah, because ultimately, eternity is what matters. Amen. So this really brings it home, doesn't it? it Amen. Situations like we've gone through yeah. just really reinforce again that eternity uh, really is the only thing that matters. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.